Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi there, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Tommy from Vouch For Me Video. I I met Tommy through BNI Networking just uh, a few weeks ago and we had a great conversation and I thought Tommy would be a great guest to have on the podcast and here you are Tommy, good to have you with us. Thanks for having us here. And of course you're based in Malta at the moment and some listeners might recognize the the accent so give us a little bit of a background about you where you've come from and where you are now um well i used well i i used to be a video guy that did anything that he could get his you know that would pay him um basically and i was struggling to find equipment or money for equipment and you know to raise raise for my empire and then accidentally I did a job for somebody where it was just filming somebody's client. And um, I, I kind of did it while I was on the job. And then they turned out they liked it better than the stuff they were paying me 800 quid for. Right. So follow the logic, the light bulb moment, you just go where they're, where they're happier and where it costs you less money to buy the gear. Um, yeah. So many years on, it, it, it's the whole, the, whole, the whole original idea of, you know, raising money to buy more equipment and, you know, film bigger projects has, has gone out the window and I just like doing testimonials. Right. Um, so this is about, you, so clients come to you, they want their customers to do testimonials of for them and you're the one that puts that together for, for, for your client. Yeah, well explained. I can confuse people with it occasionally. Yeah. Um, but that's it. They, they want somebody talking about how great they are. They've got yeah. somebody willing to do it. Um, and great. I'm just a facilitator. I, I just capture the truth. So why why the move to Malta then? I know we had a, a brief chat about this uh, and you know some sunnier climates and all that sort of thing. But why why the why are you in Malta at the moment? Well, to be honest, at the moment um, it's all a bit transient. I'm a pandemic refugee. Um, okay. You know that that's the that's the shorthand version of it. Why Malta and not anywhere else to to um, flee during the uh, these crazy <laughs> times? I just have a connection. Um, my great grandfather was here during the First World War. My grandfather was here following the second as an area bomb loader. Um, my father took us on a holiday on the back of all these stories that he'd heard from his relatives. And I came on a nostalgia trip once and ended up with a client. So I've always had a an ongoing ah, business okay. connection with it. And you know, when it didn't feel a bit too safe back home and I had to get out somewhere, at least I knew the lay of the land yeah, a little yeah. bit more. And um, you know, it's to be honest, the the way we are right now, it, it I wasn't connect I wasn't meeting people in person when I was, you know, hiding in Bradford. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, my view at the moment is just off the letter rather than Valley Parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, sounds great. And I can think of worse places to uh, be a refugee uh, of COVID than uh, in the sunnier climate of uh, Malta, definitely. So thinking about what you drink, and I, I know you're explaining that um, you, know, you are in Gozo, is it? Yeah, and, I'm in Gozo. Yeah, so um, you know, things are a little bit different there with water supplies and things. Um, 
give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what you drink normally and you know, what you might be drinking if uh, coffee was readily available? Well, the, ca- the amount of coffee I drink, because I get quite twitchy after a certain amount of caffeine. Um, I actually drink a ridiculous amount of water because of where you are and it's hot. It's yep. just that it's better when you get it bottled. So yep. I tend to go and buy it from the local shop. Um, when I'm drinking at the moment, it, it tends to be a lot of tea. Um, right. I, I spend a lot prior to um, a recent, you know, closing down of them. Yeah, I was spending a lot of time working from cafes because the okay. the situation has made me a little bit not wanting to be inside all the time. As I, yeah. <laughs> ironically, you know, I'm sure you all feel right now. So I was spending a lot of time working at a, a cafe table, yeah, re-editing, doing my business calls, um, and I would just drink a gargantuan amount of tea. And thankfully, that prevented us from running up an insane bar tab. <laughs> yeah. Any any particular favourite tea? Um, decaf. Okay. You know, I, yeah, yeah. Decaf, but I am quite fond of Earl Grey when I can oh. get it. Now you're saying I thought with that accent you were going to say Yorkshire tea because uh, certainly we I've been converted over to Yorkshire tea by my wife. We used to have some um, something called Red Label tea, and okay. uh, my wife saw something on TV, probably Sean Bean or something like that in some advert, and started drinking Yorkshire tea, and that's it. She's she's hooked on it now, and that's that's what that's the tea we have at home. When I do drink tea, that's the tea we have. So uh, so d- decaf for you. How, how do you? find the difference between drinking habits and tea and coffee uh, over here in the UK compared to Malta? Is, is is there a different culture for drinking? You mentioned cafes. Is there anything that you can share with people that might be interesting in Malta that they don't know about? It's got a very strong cafe culture. I mean, in England, it's we've got, and you've got, you've got to compare that Goza life is not the same as Malta life. Right. There's, there's, you know, there's obviously a lot of shared similarities, but Gozo's a lot slower. Um, oh, okay. More chilled, so, um, and a lot less metropolitan, you know, and I'm not trying to criticize it, but that's, I, I, that's the thing I enjoy. So yeah. you've got the Starbucks, you've got, you know, you've got um, the Starbucks in Valletta, you've got yeah. kind of a few chains, it's a bit busier, it's a bit more metro, you know. Yeah. Um, Gozo, you've got a couple of places like that. But it's it's a lot more towny, so right. you know most of the cafes that I out are like just little little places, um, more like you know one 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 owner bars or one yeah, one yeah. owner cafes if that makes any yeah. sense. It's so more personal then. Yeah, it's much more personal. It's much more yeah. laid back. I pretty much know the people in it. One of them, everyone's every each one's got its a distinct character. You know, one's right. always got the British eighties radio on all the time. Um, I'll have. I usually hear simply read UB40, the, the police, you <laughs> know, three times in a day. Yep. That's fine, you know. So that that's the vibe that you get around here. Yeah, yeah. So when you're drinking your tea then, and you say you drink a lot of water, but when you're drinking tea, how how do you take the tea? Um, milky, not strong-ish, but not too strong. Um, okay. And usually a decent amount of stevia. Right. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And you mentioned coffee. When you have coffee, it's you're, you're more of a latte person, are you? When you drink coffee, yeah. I, I got into that watching Fraser. Um, ah, <laughs> now there's a blast from the past. No, but he's coming back from what I hear. Um, yeah, I, I I drank quite a few lattes 
you know, yeah. but I, I did cut back on those a little bit in the last few years. Yeah. It's um, they can thicken you up a bit. Yeah, I think you don't realise until you actually start to see the ingredients and the analysis of the drinks how much uh, calories are in lattes as well. Particularly, I mean, if you have syrup lattes and things like that. You know, I mean, I look at a gingerbread latte that I love at Christmas. It's almost a full-blown meal in the calories that you get in the drink, which is great because you know I love it and uh, I find it quite filling anyway. But yeah, you know, lattes can uh, be a little bit weighty, can't they? Sometimes. They, are, they can if you're on your third, you know. Yeah. I think one or two is not bad. You never notice. Most people yeah. don't do anything to moderate to excess anyway. Yeah, true, true. So moving on to the to the business things then. In your own business, what can you share with the listeners that you have um, recently or most significantly fixed or worked on in your own business? Um, that's an interesting question. I think... As you know, I'm, I'm, I've niched down into helping a lot more coaches. Yeah. I can help everybody, you know, like yeah. we all can in theory. But there is, you'll often find with your, your particular favorite client, there's a certain language they like. And what often happens is we try to accommodate it all on one website. Uh, I kind of realize that I have to, I have to split them in two. Okay. Um, I suggested the same advice to my friend and lived up to it myself. So yeah. You know, I think if you've got a bit of a niche skill in one area, rather than let it get swallowed up by all your other stuff, I think yeah. it's good to have two web pages. You know, um, right, okay. big brands, yeah. uh, because people have a particular language that they respond to, and and you being a coach, you'll probably appreciate the co- the language you'll use with a coach might not be the same that you might end up using with um, somebody who works with tools. You know, so yeah. um, I start. I pretty much nearly done with that process of, of kind of splitting the brands up. And anybody who wants to refer me to, you know, anybody who's not a coach can use the general yeah. one. And if I'm yeah. going after, if I'm looking to work with a coach, um, that I'll just send them the one that's tailored for them because the language is different. Yeah, so it's more targeted then and more yeah, more connected is. to those people. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. And I think you're right. You know, I, I think the, the niche or the niche, as uh, some people will call it, is always an obstacle that a lot of people find difficult to overcome because they're worried about being exclusive. Um, and I suppose the flip side of that is that if you do say, I do, I can help everybody, but in particular, I focus on coaches, you're giving mixed messages definitely, aren't you? So have you seen any results, any benefits from that yet, Tommy, or is, is it still a bit too early to, to call that one? It's, it's only days, but... I don't really have many doubts. You yeah. know, I've kind of lived by this long enough. Yeah. Um, and I've got enough examples in a certain area. And the more I market myself and the more I see other people trying to market themselves, um, it, the more it becomes apparent that people want to work with somebody who understands them. You yeah. know, they, they always, we always like to think we're unique. Uh, somebody's yeah. got to understand our particular problems. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's easy to forget the level of competition is the wrong word. You know, maybe there's competition, but there's also cynicism. Everybody thinks we're a snake oil salesman. Yeah. They're going to pay us a lot of money and then they're just going to be, let, you know, with less money at the end. Yeah. So the more that you they can feel like you are speaking to somebody who understands their unique troubles, um, the more they'll relate to what you're trying to do. Yeah. And 
in, in doing this, have you found that the way that you do the videos for coaches has had to change? You know, is it more than just a message or is it just a message and everything else has stayed the same? The, the, the major difference is, and it's not so much it's changed drastically, but there's certain questions I would ask a coach because a lot of my work is interview based. You know, right. it's, it's, it's like journalism, but not in, a, not in a predatory or aggressive way. It's just yeah. asking somebody's opinion. There are a lot of questions that you would not ask everybody else that you'd ask a coach. Got you. Um, because the results they deliver um, and the way they work usually looks at different things. So yeah. what I've got to find out, um, and you know, and, and also about, not just about the results, but the way that they do it um, is very different. And no coach, very few coaches are the same, even if they, get similar results they've often got very different personalities and so and that's often reflected in not just what they've done but who the clients are um, and how their clients talk about them so how you get tease that information out is, is has been definitely different at least to a certain degree compared to um, everybody else that I've done yeah and do you work with uh, people in different parts of the world uh, is it more UK based um, give the, us a little bit of an idea of who you work with yeah the common denominator is that it, they have to deal with their clients in English okay um, that's the main thing yeah and that they have to be within in a, a time zone that I can you know I'm not going to be up at the crack of dawn doing unless right, they yeah. end up I can that. connect with that yeah you know so maybe Australia and New Zealand might be a bit tough you know, um, America, I mean, you know, there's places in America that are nine hours behind, you know, yeah. but I could probably work with them within a certain time frame. Um, you know, Malta, the, it's, it's English's co-official language. Um, the, you know, England, Ireland, obviously, Canada, yeah. you know, and, and to a degree, you know, Dubai as well. You right. know, the, yeah, yeah. Is there. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you could give the listeners one tip uh, today, something they can take away, something they can do something with, um, it can be business related, it could be video related, it could be testimonial related. Um, what, what would that tip that they could take away today be? It's, it's a bit broad, um, but they have to be aware that somebody's checking them out. It's not like 30 odd years ago where somebody referred them and got, Right, okay, you're the person. Here's my money, right? It is not like that. The internet now is the chance for everybody to do their homework on you. And so many people like to bury their heads in the sand and say, um, I, you know, I've got this far without all that palaver and I don't need any of it and I'll manage. Thank you very much. People say, I get all my work from referrals. They never know how many people didn't pick up the phone because they didn't like what they saw about them online. Yeah, and nobody will ever tell you that, and it's a, it's a big hole in the bucket for many people. You know, I, it's simple stuff. I'll go on LinkedIn, and the photograph will look like instead of a, pro, a professional, it looked like a professional bank robber. You know, um, yeah. It, you know, I B and is a good example. I will go look for so I have many times gone online looking for somebody to invite to an event or, or ask if they can help me with a service, yeah. and. They haven't filled out the profile. You know, it, it's yeah. literally a blank face. Yeah. Um, you know, their website, it, it literally tells me very little. 
Websites themselves aren't meant to be complex. You know, they're, they're just at least what you might call a brochure website, you know, where it's just a, here's our services, here's getting such. Yeah. Just show me some of your work. You know, yeah. like show me some recent work. Tell me what you do. Make Have it make sense. Um, I mean, there's uh, some flashy stuff, but there's not a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Um, so let, let me dig a bit deeper into that then, uh, particularly on the testimonial side of things, because I think... You know, we see a lot of people have written testimonials, don't we? Where yeah. Bill Bill says John was great and got some amazing results, but very often, and it's interesting there you said about checking checking them out because very often we don't believe written testimonials as much because anybody could have written it. Anybody could have said Bill said this about John or John said this about Bill. Uh, is is do you find that the video testimonials add a lot to the authority and the credibility of those testimonials? And is there something? Is there a way that the listeners could even create more sort of credibility by doing that? So when they do get checked out, there's 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 more of that credit there. Yeah, although I will double back a little bit, and you know, written reviews are not an entire write-off. In fact, they can be really strong. The thing that a lot of people do wrong is they want it to look nice and branded and pristine. So they, they, you know, they literally copy the words or they trans, you know, they write them out and then they, they write them up and put them in the nice, you know, box on their website and leave them there. The, what would be ideal is if they actually literally took a printed screenshot of the actual review. Ah, okay. I got this company called SWS also in BNI and they literally take, take a screenshot Pace that. Google reviews is, looks good. Yeah. Facebook reviews also looks good. The gold standard is LinkedIn review because you can't, like you said, that can't be written by anybody or at least no. not very easily. So no. if you take a literal screenshot of a LinkedIn review and start stacking those on your website, it might not look as fancy in the brand sense, but people will believe it yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, in, ter- in terms of what you were saying about video reviews, um, there are some basic questions you, you can ask. I'll leave a PDF on that one. But a lot of the time, if you're really stuck, you know, literally just ask somebody to WhatsApp you something. If you yeah. re- if you really can't do anything else, somebody literally just say, "Look, send me a WhatsApp video. Tell what tell me something you like the most about our service." You know, I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a lot more you can do than that. But if you're stuck for ideas, do that because and this is the important thing. Somebody once sent me a bunch of videos and. They were by no standards technically proficient. They were pretty rough, yep. at least. But you sent me about five or six. So the fact I could like literally start snipping at five or six little bits of videos and stacking them together, even if they were a bit rough around the edges, the fact that he had so many people giving their comments and some of them will always, often they'll have a little nugget of gold in there. Yeah, yeah. It's quite an effect. So there's, it's quite easy to do something. It's just that people don't get around to it. Or they don't buy into it, and it's their loss. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm sure listeners, you'll recognise what uh, Tommy's just said there. That you know, you might get a testimonial on LinkedIn, and then you take that text, you paste it into your website, and you might even put an image of the person there. Yeah, I've seen people do this. I've done it myself. And but how many of us have actually thought? And I think that's a real, you know, um, you just used the word nugget. I think that's a real nugget that you're giving us there. How many of as a taking a screenshot of that LinkedIn testimonial and put the screenshot on the website because that certainly would add a lot more credibility than just pasting the words and saying Peter said this about me 
Um, yeah, they could go back and check it on LinkedIn, can't you? But if you take a screenshot of LinkedIn, what a, what a great tip that the listeners can take away. It's it's a double bonus as well because it sits on your LinkedIn profile. And yeah, yeah. if you want to get ahead of people, the, the funny thing is that most people are not doing anything. So yeah. it, by doing something, you are automatically putting yourself further in front of the queue. Yeah. yeah. And that's years you, back, like five years. Yeah. And as you said that there, I mean, I've got a, a, a filing tray with about six or seven testimonials in that people have given me in BNI and they do the BNI thing, print it out on the letterhead. And I very often take the text and put it into the website where actually taking a, a scan or a screenshot of that letter-headed testimonial would be so much better, wouldn't it? Yeah. And still keep the strength of the, of the written word as well. A few years ago, a guy I met up with, he carried a folder around with him of all these, you know, companies that had literally typewritten, you know, yeah. that's, that it was a bit old school, but it was typewritten letter-headed um, testimonials and he would get it out and to see those in physical form is quite something, but you know, um, something that, like you say, you can, you can see visually. Yeah, is as a strong word to it. Yeah, yeah. So, if if you could give the listeners something to take away from this podcast, something they can learn, something that they can take away as as a tip, and we'll talk about PDF and uh, some other stuff uh, shortly after this. But from a from a wanting to share something, what what do you want to share with the listeners? What can they take away as the nugget from you, other than what you've just given us? Because I think you're giving us a great nugget there. Anything else that you can share as a tip or lesson today? I stole this from Andrew Gibson, um, and he wrote a really good book on the subject. But it's a results business. It's a it's a story business. Yep. You know, you have to be able to share stories of things that you've done for other people. You can talk about your usp under all day under the sun you can yeah. talk about your acronyms and your five-step programs or whatever it is it yeah. means zip to people yeah. it just be, it means another means of rinsing them dry of money when they haven't yeah. got a lot of it all they want to know is what did you do for other people and were they like were, you know were they like me were they in my position the more yeah. you can stack proof of that the more people will buy into you as somebody who delivers you know, that proof doesn't always have to be a financial because it might not be your arena that you do business growth. It might be that you deal with stress or health or well-being. There are, there are many ways. Um, so it, it, it's crucial uh, that you have like some evidence of what you've done. Otherwise, you're just not there. And that, yeah. and that sounds really cruel, but that's how other people will view you. If, if not, your friends won't say it in public. Yeah. And I think, listen, as well, I think, you know, I'll add something to that as uh, as Tommy's just shared something very important there. It is about the stories. And many people that I work with say, yeah, but I can't, I haven't got any stories. I haven't been in business long enough. Uh, we've all got backstories. We've all got reasons that we have arrived here, a journey that we've been on that makes us unique, um, that we can use as stories. But the other thing I found in the past you know, I'm, I'm looking at my wall here as I'm sat and I've got probably half a dozen thank you cards up on the wall. Every one of those thank you cards has a story behind it, a life that's being changed through me working with them, whether it's a marriage saved because I helped them with their business. You're absolutely right, Tom. It's finding those stories, isn't it? And sharing those stories because nobody else will. A thank you card on the wall is no use to anybody other than my ego, if I keep it just on the wall, is it? 
It, it reminds me of a book I read a long time ago about screenwriting, funny enough, by Robert McKee, and it's called Story. And, you know, I won't go into all the mechanics of it, but it did go back to the fact that Greek, you know, they've been telling stories since ancient, ancient Greece. And yeah, people yeah. sitting around in circles, and that is how they passed information down. They, you know, it wasn't just, you know, the, um, what do you call it? Don't, don't go and, you know, when don't run around when the lines are about. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's young Jimmy, you know, went out at night when he shouldn't have done. And then the next morning we found, you know, we, we found his hair and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, context. That's yeah. You know, so stories give context to all the random, yeah. people, nothing to people. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, the story of what you did for people is the one that people are going to listen to. Yeah. And of course, yeah, I should imagine the videos that you do, you try and get stories in those testimonials as well, I take it then, do you? I, I don't try to construct a, a yep. narrative of sorts. I end up making what looks more like a trailer than a, than a, <laughs> an actual new story because yeah. it's just little nugget after little nugget. Um, you know, it, it, a trailer, I think with a testimonial, it's an interesting one. Um, it's not... It, it can get the sale on its own, but it's but that shouldn't really be your immediate aim. It, it's to get the conversation, you know, Got you. because you can't close, you know, a deal on a testimonial. You can make people very warmed up to the idea of doing it, but you yeah. at some point have to send a contract to somebody in agree terms. Yeah. So, it, you know, all it is is you're showing a flavor. You're like giving a, you're not giving them the tub of ice cream. You're giving them that little spoon, you know, that somebody yeah. when you'd want to try and you go, Oh, that's nice. I'll have, a, I'll have the whole cone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting for the listeners as well. I'm sure many people during this pandemic are ordering things online, perhaps using, you know, name brands such as Amazon. And very often, you know, it's, you know, it's like we do with holidays. You know, we always check out TripAdvisor. People are checking out reviews. People are doing that due diligence, that checking it out so much now, aren't we? It's be we've become more accustomed to it than ever before, haven't we? So testimonials are more important than ever yeah they are um and, and it you know people don't have to spend money to do something you know yeah, yeah. so you mentioned a pdf document um yeah. how can people learn more about you get some some more tips some more content from you where where can the listeners go to to connect more with tommy uh i'm i'm a pretty pretty reachable person so and that's probably a you know a bad habit of mine but my name's a bit of a google whack um okay. you know i'm sure it'll be tagged along with your podcast and if they you know look for me on linkedin i usually yep. respond reasonably quickly yep you know they okay. just have to let me know who they are and uh you know what they'd like to know yeah so we can find you on linkedin so it's tommy t-o-m-m-i yeah and then it's mershed yeah, that's it. That's yep. probably enough to find me. Yep. M U R S H E D and then hyphen parish. That's right. Yeah, great. So we can find you on LinkedIn. Um, you mentioned PDF. So have you got something that can um, help people a little bit more understand testimonials or videos? And, and how do they find out um, you know, how to get their hands on something like that? Do they message you on LinkedIn? How, how can they get that as, uh, as something extra from you? Yeah, uh, I, I keep a PDF document that people can download. Okay. So I'll be sticking that on my website. And yep. if anybody, you know, wants to uh, find out, you know, what seven questions they can ask to get better feedback, okay. 
sales as a result, um, they can go straight there. Yeah. And and get having those questions is the key, isn't it? It's asking better questions. You know, we talked at the beginning of this, you know, I've got my six questions here to ask you. And we'll yeah. come to the last one in a moment. But it is about asking better questions, isn't it? So listeners, you know, go out and get that, you know, reach out to Tommy, get that document and find out what questions you need to ask. And of course, if you need some help with the testimonials and getting those uh, vouch for me videos, then I'm sure Tom will be happy to give you more details as well. Final, final question then, Tommy. If you were to have your next tea or coffee or glass of water in a dream location, where would that dream location be? Just describe it for the listeners. I've been, somebody's been sending me photographs of the Maldives. And, and to be honest, I mean, Gozo within its small, you know, uh, circumference is yep. full of stunning sights. Um, yep. But if I was just going to go take a break and just take it easy, from what I've seen, I'd probably, I'd probably spend it on Maldives doing absolutely nothing. Fabulous. And, and having somebody throw my phone in and see. <laughs> well, that definitely sounds like a good idea. I had a client who went to the Maldives at Christmas just between being able to and not being able to by the UK government. And yeah, they were on a boat doing some fishing and the, the hotel was closed. So they spent the whole two weeks on the boat and they got no phone signal for two weeks. Sounds and like they pilots. loved it. Yeah, they absolutely loved it. No internet, no Facebook, no social media, just complete isolation doing what they love doing diving and fishing for two weeks so yeah I'm, I'm with you on the Maldives I've never been myself but I'm sure listeners if you've been uh, you can picture it anyway um, one final question if you're gonna have this drink in the Maldives what time of day would it be what's your favorite time of day is it is it morning and see the sunrise sunset or any other time of the day Depends on the temperature. So in summer, I because it wasn't something I was able to do very much when I was living in London. Yeah. Um, I would have been able to enjoy the evenings when it's warm and walk yeah. about with a, just a t-shirt, um, which gets more possible, you know, here during certain months. Yeah. Um, if it's the winter, then you know, I would say the the mid afternoon. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's it. Yeah. You know, when I think about one of my favourite locations, it's Jasper in Canada, and I always remember the best time there being the evenings because Jasper, if anybody knows Jasper at all, it's so distant from anywhere else. The sky is so clear, and at night when you look up, it's like well, the the lights in the skies, the stars are incredible. And yeah, yeah, you know, winter for me definitely would be in the evening. Yeah, definitely. Sounds see the stars. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, I really appreciate you sharing these great tips with us, Tommy, on today's podcast. Listeners, I hope that you uh, go out there, find Tommy, T-O-M-M-I, on LinkedIn, connect with him, see what he's about, get some great tips on how to make testimonials work better for you, whether they're video. We've learned some great things about making written testimonials work better. If you're a BNI member, Search for me on BNI. Go on BNI Connect. Hunting down. I'm sure his profile will be complete and you can find it out there and see what other people are saying about him on BNI. And yeah, thank you very much for giving up your time. It's really appreciated. I know you're an hour ahead of me, so it's quite late in your day. And uh, thank you very much for sharing your expertise and your tips with us. I very much enjoyed it. 
And listeners, this of course is part of my mission to help businesses around the globe become more aware, better educated and talk about tea, coffee or any other drink as well. And I think we've covered tea, coffee and water today. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to some time being able to get out myself to Malta and perhaps try one of those uh, cafes that you talked about as well. And listeners, look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>